Hi, fellow Michiganders. Good morning, my fellow Americans. All right, just a couple quick topics today to kind of stay ahead of this narrative. Uh, number one, uh, for those of you who have ever heard of the doomsday clock, um, that was something in started way back when, you know, they would say like two minutes before midnight, one minute before midnight, as the, the world got closer to an all out, we're basically World War Three or nuclear war. Um, but they have a nice little blog that they do. But it, it, somebody out there should do something similar. Um, I don't have time to write all those, but like do two minutes before midnight towards a communist state. All right. Because I just want to bring some things to your awareness right now, because we are experiencing a very, 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 very slippery slope towards um, that, it, that that communist state governmental overreach at its worst. And we're all experiencing that right now. And so I want to give a couple like court cases that are happening right now that we talked a little bit about yesterday with just to bring up your awareness, especially with what's happening with the local health departments, you know, mailing out these, I feel threatening letters to parents, basically saying if they don't follow the health department's rules that they're going to arrest the parents and take the child into protective custody, which is governmental overreach folks, holy cow. And that is for a virus, which we all know that we have well over a 99% chance of surviving if infected. I said this time and time again. So before I get into that narrative, let's talk about the, the couple court cases that have happened. Um, obviously, I have to talk in keywords right now because I am one strike away from being banned off YouTube. I can no longer post lives on YouTube. I'm still trying to stay afloat on my other social media platforms and really walk that fine line. So what I all need you to do um, even right now or after this video is you really have to stay connected with us. And for one of the ways you can do that, if you text the word freedom, what a great word, right? If you text the word freedom to 33339, you're going to get on our text messaging um, kind of broadcasting system. Now, this is for a backup scenario in case something goes down, we can alert you where we're all going to be so we can stay connected. So that's my job as a leader of this movement is to make sure that we have platforms where if one gets taken down, we move to another one. We build that one in which I've been very successful at over this past year. So make sure that you're texting the word freedom to 33339. You'll get an automated response. We're not going to blow up your phone and send you all this text. This is just another way for us to stay in contact in, in case it's not if it's when we get taken down, folks, because it's getting harder and harder to uh, push the. Uh, push the envelope here. It truly is. But let's talk about a couple court cases as the rate of COVID medical procedure slowly creeps up in the U.S. A significant portion of the population continues to resist getting this medical procedure. Okay. Um, again, it just comes back to just telling people the truth. Again, if you just give people both sides of the equation, I really feel that will empower people to make the best decision for themselves. Again, I'm not against it. I'm for medical freedom. People should have a choice. In what appears to be efforts to persuade the reluctant, reluctant, several judges have ordered defendants to be um, medical procedured up as part of their orders. In New York, a Bronx County criminal court judge ordered a man pleading guilty to drug position, possession and shoplifting to get the COVID medical procedure as part of his plea deal, an action that the judge said would be viewed as rehabilitative. Wow, right? In another case in New York, a federal judge in Manhattan granted bail for a defendant charged with conspiracy to distribute uh, fentanyl on the condition that she, she be um, medically procedured up. So she posed less of a danger to the community. Neither defendant appeared to object. And then we talk about the 
Cook County, Illinois judge on August 10th revoked a woman's right to visit her 11-year-old son until she was fully um, medically procedured up. All right. The 39 year old woman shares custody of the boy with her divorced husband who did not seek such an order. So I brought this to everyone's attention yesterday. Um, the ex-husband did not push this. The judge did it on his own account, who was a Democrat. So, again, people say, let's fight it in court. But again, who's the judge? Right. And a lot of these judges are leaning left, which they're holding their own belief system, not according to the constitutional law, but their own belief system to influence their decisions, which is scary. Right. Because these court cases end up having merit into laws and stuff in the future. So you can see the slippery slope towards this communist state. The woman's lawyer said she believes the judge exceeded his authority and hopes uh, another court, which expected to hear the case this week, reverses the decision, which the decision was reversed. That's what I read. Um, so while some legal experts say these judges might have overstepped their authority, others argue that the orders fall within their jurisdiction, highlighting the legal and ethical questions surrounding the interpretation of the line between civil responsibility and civil liberty. That's the gray area that we all are dealing with right now. So let's talk about this, right? Because look, the again, the risk of you dying from this is astronomically small. The risk of your child dying from this is astronomically small. It's just the facts, right? They have a higher risk of dying in a car crash than dying from this virus. That's just the statistics, folks. So are we not driving anywhere for the rest of eternity because of that risk? Who knows? So let's talk about what would have happened if this virus didn't, in fact, have more teeth than it already does. Let's say it was 5% of the population. Right. So let's say COVID, if you remember correctly, in the beginning, there was talk that this was going to wipe out 10 percent of Americans. That is 33 million people. Right. So let's just say it was going to wipe out 5 percent of Americans. That's still 16 million, 500,000. One percent is 3.3 million and a half a percent is 1.65 million. So look what was happening into our society right now with the very, 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 very small risk of you dying from this, right? I'm not, you know, discounting anybody who has lost loved ones. I've lost two, right? I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. It does, in fact, indeed exist. However, the way that they're handling this, there's no long-term solutions. There's no, um, I mean, Australia just, Australia just came out, I think yesterday, two years, they said it's not sustainable on how they're doing this, and they're right. And the way that we're going is not sustainable. I mean, where's where's the risk analysis here on how many lives we're destroying for a very small amount of the population? That's where we're not getting any leadership. We're just doing this huge blanket approach and the government's bringing down the hammer and saying, hey, do what we tell you to do or else. And people are like, no, we live in this country called America. It's, we have freedom. Right. And so that's why we're all standing up right now. Because for them to do this right now and get away with it, folks, what do you think is going to happen if another virus comes through here in the future and kills half a percent of Americans, which is 1.65 million? What do you think is going to happen then? We're going to be in a communist state, right? And that's what's happening in Australia right now. And again, I talk about this on my events. The Second Amendment is not there to go hunting, everybody. It's there to keep the government in check. And make sure that they follow through with their agreement with the people according to the Constitution. And the Second Amendment is there to keep that in check, to protect our First Amendment. What did Australia do, I don't know, a decade ago or 15 years ago? They handed in, what, all their guns. And look what's happening over there. There are lockdowns. They can't leave their house. 
I mean, there's protests, everything. You don't see that on corporate media, but it's there for you to look at and to be aware because that is what's coming if we consent to this garbage. And I will not consent. I will not. It doesn't make any sense. People have a choice. We can't live in fear of this virus for the rest of our lives. It's not sustainable. It's not. And for them to try to force medical procedures on us, even though the medical procedure doesn't stop the spread, they, they said your risk of dying goes down. Okay, for, for how much? For a 0.0025% chance less? So you're you're forcing this for that uh, for that chance? That doesn't make sense to me either. And then they're not giving the potential side effects of it. They're not, the medical professionals are not going off their Hippocratic oath to do no harm. Because before we do any procedure on anybody, we have to give the positives of doing the procedure, the negatives of not doing the procedure, and the potential side effects. And people are not doing that. So are the healthcare professionals are not doing that. So it is concerning right now. See, even my dogs, they're all upset too about our freedoms being taken right now. So I apologize for my dogs barking. But that is what we're standing up for right now, folks. And we must continue to stand up or we won't have nothing to stand up for here in the future. That's how critical this is. Because when I saw the letters at the Allegan County and then St. Clair Health Department sent those parents um, that their child was exposed to somebody who had um, COVID through contact tracing and they better follow through or they're going to get arrested and their child taken away into protective custody. Um, this is America. You have no right, right? So they're threatening. Thank goodness there hasn't been any enforcement of that. And I would caution the health departments with that enforcement because I really feel that will lead down to a very bad path that nobody wants. Um, when you start threatening to take away kids and then actually enforce that, that's not going to be good for anybody. Trust me. Um, there's We have been at this fight for a year and a half. People are all stressed out. People are all um, geared up. I hope they don't fall through with those threats and actually try to enforce that hot garbage. Um, I strongly hope um, I encourage them not to because I just feel that uh, that is definitely a slippery slope where it will affect us all. So just pray that it doesn't happen, um, but we must continue to organize and do it in a nonviolent, positive way, which I've been on my platforms ever since the beginning preaching that. So let's talk about an article that just came out in the Wall Street Journal. New York and Michigan are still stonewalling on nursing home deaths. So it's interesting how if you don't talk about it in the corporate media, majority of people forget about it, which I've told you I'm not going to forget about anything that has happened, especially putting COVID infected people into nursing homes. Um, and killing a lot of our elderly in the beginning. And those responsible should be held accountable. And I said, when I become your governor, I will be opening up an investigation to figure out what happened. And again, those people who have lost elderly, if that indeed, in fact, was true, that our elected officials were putting COVID-infected people into those nursing homes and it resulted in the deaths of those elderly, then those families, number one, deserve to know the truth. And number, number two is those families deserve to have justice. And I will be doing that as your governor. So it says in the article, Andrew Cuomo may no longer be governor of New York, but officials in Albany are still covering up key facts about his deadly pandemic policies. The guy even wrote a book on leadership during COVID. Remember that? Clown. The same is true in Michigan, where state officials are hiding important details about similarly dangerous measures enacted by Governor Gretchen Whitmer. More than 18 months into the COVID-19 pandemic, New York and Michigan are stonewalling attempts to shine light on the actions on these leaders leaving the public in both states in the dark and making accountability much harder. Isn't it interesting? The mean girls in Lansing are all in cahoots with each other, protecting one another and not allowing these things to come in to our awareness. 
It's hot garbage. There's no transparency. A similar story is playing out in Michigan, where Miss Whitmer issued a nursing home policy similar to New York in April 2020. Journalist Charles or uh, Charlie Leduff, I'm a fan of Charlie Leduff. Thank you, Charlie. Submitted a Freedom of Information Act and requested to the State and Health and Human Services Department in January. Um, he also sought details on the connection between Governor Whitmer's policies and deaths at nursing homes and other long-term care facilities. When his request was denied, the Mackinac Center filed a lawsuit on his behalf. Mr. LaDuff ultimately settled in with the Michigan Health of Human Services, which agreed to release some information. Some. Some. Yet the data released in May contained more questions than answers. Ms. Whitmer maintains that roughly 5,700 people died from COVID in Michigan nursing homes and other long-term care facilities. Our best guess, based on the analysis of the limited data they released, would put the number close to 9,000. The Mackinac Center asked for more information that would enable an independent analysis of COVID-19 deaths, but that request was refused this month. Unfreaking believable right? The best hope for an honest accounting is Michigan's auditor general who's conducting a review to determine the accuracy of the state's count, given the state's unwillingness to share information. Michiganders are left to wonder whether Ms. Whitman and her administration are deliberately hiding deaths. This guy included, I've been on that narrative ever since the beginning. Getting the truth shouldn't be this difficult. True story. Both New York and Michigan have open record laws, but even without them, officials should be willing to release the data our organizations requested by opening the door to independent fact-checking, these state governments could have avoided accusations of cover-ups. Again, rule number one, always do what's right, tell the truth. Do that, everything will take care of itself, right? They are continuing to stonewall bodies, ill for transparency and accountability. Bodes, ill for transparency and accountability. It is deeply concerning that more than a year and a half into the pandemic, people are even, or people are being asked to trust their leaders. They're not leaders. You have to earn that title. They're elected officials without being able to verify their claims. What's even more worrisome is those leaders, elected officials, willingness to ignore or slow walk freedom of information requests. And then remember in the beginning, they denied freedom of re information requests from the very beginning, um, April, May until the end of June. You guys remember all that. I called that clown show out back then. Lawmakers in New York and Michigan across the country should strengthen their sunshine laws without delay. Legislatures should give government agencies clear instructions about what it means to turn data over in a timely fashion and harsher punishments for failing to do so. It's too late to do anything about the policies enacted at the height of the pandemic. It isn't too soon to ensure transparency before the next crisis. Unbelievable. You know, Michigan is the most corrupt state in the union, folks. That's what we're dealing with. Unbelievable. So I promise all of you, I will get to the bottom of this. I will continue to push for transparency. I will continue to re push and help anybody out there with any other lawsuit or any Freedom of Information Act to get the truth to the families who have been affected. I mean, the analysis, 9,000 deaths, that is a majority of our deaths from the beginning, folks. And so if she did that, good luck trying to get reelected. So there is, if this comes out, I guarantee you she won't run and she'll get some federal post. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. I guarantee that's what will happen. If she loses, she'll be working for the Biden administration. I guarantee it. All right. So it's upsetting. It's nerve wracking. It's frustrating, especially for the parents who have lost loved ones during this crisis, especially in nursing homes and elderly homes that are denied the truth and justice. 
I will get that truth and I will push for that truth. And when I am your governor, I will get to the bottom of it. And those responsible will be held accountable to the highest extent of the law, because this is absolute hot garbage, as we say, because that should never, ever happen to these poor families. Okay, so continue to stand up. There's rallies and protests going everywhere. I can't make them all, folks. I wish I could. We have our events and we're scheduled out into November, December now. Our miles around open fire hydrant. You know, I can't be at all these protests and rallies. However, I will help push these protests and rallies on all my platforms. I will continue to do that. We have a big announcement coming up here, probably within 24 to 48 hours, folks. This is going to be this is going to be a good one. All right. So we are going to hit back, and you are going to like what we have in store. So I'm putting things together for that announcement, and I will be making it as soon as possible. But hold on, it's about to get awesome as we go up against not only Whitmer, but also our own establishment to allow we the people to have a voice and to continue to have a voice. Okay, so hang in there. I'll continue to give you up to date, accurate, and truthful information um, as it comes available to me so we can continue to push the envelope with the information war that's going on right now. It's it's insane. Okay, but what you need to do right now is text the word freedom to thirty three thirty three nine. That will allow us to stay connected when they take me down um, and then we can organize and continue to push this thing forward. Okay, keep standing up. Keep doing it in a nonviolent, positive way. And we will continue to inspire wonderful change in not only our state, but it will ripple effect throughout our country. So God bless you. God bless the state of Michigan and God bless these United States. Talk to you all soon.